Welcome! This is the CGMI Living Springs Gospel Podcast. Stay tuned as you listen to the Word of God. Alright, today, amen, today we'll be looking at a topic I titled Capacity. Capacity. Um, I think from last week, um, Pastor Fidelis, Reverend Amar, Ravi, Afadame, they've been teaching on um, the Holy Spirit, the working of the Holy Spirit, and um, coincidentally, God has been dealing with me on some certain things as it concerns that, and I began to struggle about teaching something close to thing tonight. But the more I tried to struggle, the more it became to continue. I don't know if anybody can continue after those two people have I've already talked about something, but we'll just stretch out. We'll just, you know how we do it. We'll just gist. Hallelujah. Are you ready to gist? Okay, so capacity. When you hear capacity, basically what comes to your mind? Capacity basically means the ability to deliver or the extent to which you can perform or execute a certain task. Task. The extent to which you can perform or deliver a certain task. As a Christian or as one that has received salvation, what ability do you have? If any, Amen. God help us tonight. If any, what ability is there? So I'm going to start um, from the book of Acts. From the book of Acts. I want to read a popular story. Now, we're going to go to Acts 3, but let me give you background. From verse 1, the Bible talked about that there was this certain man that was born lame from his mother's womb. A lot of us, if, if you grew in church, you, you've already known the story. Um, the lame man at the gate of beautiful. There's this certain man, he was born, he was born lame for about, he's been there for about 40 years. And scripture says every, every time people would take him to the gate of close to the temple called Beautiful, that um, he will be able to beg for arms. Now on a certain day, when we got, when, um, two of Jesus' disciples were going to the temple because it was a time to pray. So Acts 3 verse 4. I'm reading the King James Version. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. Look on us. Give us your attention. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Now he was expecting because that was the natural thing that happens. Every time he tells people, help me, give me money, they, they, they give him. So he was also expecting money from Peter and John. Verse 6. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Verse 7, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Hallelujah. Capacity. Now let me take you back to verse 6. Scripture says, Peter said unto him, it says, silver and gold I have none. Meaning, I do not have the money that you're looking for. 
He said, but such as I have, give I thee. Now, that phrase caught my attention. He could have said, as it is in heaven, I pray that you receive today. No, he didn't say that. But he said, such as I have, give ID. Meaning, what I'm about to give to you is what I have. I may not have money to give to you right now. I know you, you are asking for money. You want money. But what I have is what I want to give you. So the healing power that was exhibited there came from Peter. Not from heaven. Hello? It was in Peter to heal. Peter did not need to start crying back to God and say, Lord, you know this man is a, is, is, is a seed of Abraham. You know this man deserves to walk. Oh Lord, as I pray now, let him become healed. Lord, send down your healing power from heaven and let him receive his healing. No, he said, such as I have. What does that mean? It means that the healing that the man needed was inside Peter. Capacity, the ability to execute a certain task. The ability to change that man's life was within Peter. And so from within him, he drew out healing. Hallelujah. Now, how did Peter get this ability? Where did his ability come from? Let me show you something else. Ephesians. Ephesians. Ephesians 3. Just hold on. Now, such as I have, speaks of personal wealth. Now, when you go and meet somebody and you say, give me money, he gives you from the abundance of what he has. Right? If I give you one error, it's because I have one error and, or in fact, I have the one error at all. So when Peter says, such as I have, he was speaking from, I'm about to draw from my wealth. Are you still here? I'm about to draw from my wealth. Now, when I, when I was reading this, um, I'm someone that likes cars. I like cars. And I like fast cars. So, so when I was reading this, God, God took my mind to, to racing cars. I, I enjoy watching Formula One race and all those kind of things. And God began to explain to me that the ability of a car to move is majorly dependent on the kind of engine that car carries. There are some cars you call 10-second car. They can move from zero to maybe 100 or 200 or even 300 kilometers per hour in less than 10 seconds. Now, if you have that kind of engine in your car and you are, you are driving, but you are using three hours to get to that three hours to move from Shongotedo to Aja, it is simply because you do not understand the capacity of the car that you are driving. Right? Now, that's the same way a lot of us live as Christians. We have the capacity to produce results, but because we do not believe that we have that capacity, we still struggle for things we should easily do. Hello? We're still battling with things that are supposed to come natural to us. We still find it difficult to execute simple things. Why? Because we have refused to acknowledge the fact that in us lies the ability. 
Let's read that Ephesians quickly. Time is running. Ephesians 3. I'm going to read verse 20. I want you to see this. Okay. Now, Scripture says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh within us. Now, most of the time when we read this scripture, we stop us now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And so we go to God and we start praying. Lord, you are the one that can do exceedingly abundantly above all I can think and imagine. But we forget one part. According to the power. Meaning, God will perform or God will do according to the power that works in you. Hello? So the miracle you are looking for will happen according to the power that works inside of you. If God is saying that there is a power that works inside of you, and it is that power that determines the level of work that can be done in your life, it means that you are not an empty vessel. Are you still here? God's work is directly proportional to the flow of his power inside of you. Listen, you will not see God manifest beyond the level to which you believe God can manifest. You will never see a level of manifestation of the spirit of God in your personal life beyond or above the level to which you believe in your heart that God can perform. It is how much of God you think can be expressed through you that will be expressed through you. It is the level of power you believe you carry that you will exhibit. If you keep thinking that some people are more powerful than you in Christ because of title, you will keep running to them for help. Because let me break it down. The same Holy Ghost that you have is the same Holy Ghost I have. Okay, sorry. Let me not use me. The same Holy Ghost that you have is the same Holy Ghost any bishop you want to call his name has. So, it's like this. They give me a six-plug engine car. And they give Richard a six-plug engine car. And Richard thinks that that car is a four-plug, right? And then they tell us to do a race. While Richard is afraid to throttle. Because I know what I have, I'm moving. But Richard is struggling. Why? Because Richard does not understand the capacity of what he's carrying. That's the same thing we do. Now, the reason why you're running from one place to another place, looking for the pastor that we pray for you, is because you believe that the pastor has more than you have. Sorry, he doesn't have. He just knows. Hello? No, I did not. Sorry, if you are thinking I'm spoiling market, I'm not spoiling market for pastors. I'm a pastor. But you see, I'm conditioned to teach the truth. I'm, con I'm conditioned to say the truth. It becomes difficult to keep painting things. We have to let you know how it is. The prayer you are running, you are running to somebody to pray for you. For Let me ask you a question. Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, be removed and have no doubt in your heart, it will happen, right? How are you sure the person you are telling your problem to, to pray for you is not praying without? Hmm? Have you realized that it's possible that the prayer chain you went to gather, everybody come and pray for me, you call prayer warrior. Even if he's not 
I don't know where people form that thing from. Called prayer warriors. Say they are warriors of prayer. Okay, hold up One or If one or two of them that you are joining hands to is doubting the ability of God to perform, you're already having a problem. So it becomes a problem shared. is a problem doubled. Instead of half solved. There is the innate ability of God inside of you. And this ability is the Holy Ghost. That's why I said, Pastor Fidelis and Reverend Amaravi, have done a great job dealing with the Holy Spirit. This engine that you carry is the Holy Ghost. You have the Holy Ghost inside of you, and He is the life giving Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, now let's see. 2 Corinthians 4 7. Ooh, I need to hurry up. 2 Corinthians 4 7. Scripture says, it says, but we have this treasure, okay? It says, but we have this treasure in Ethan vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We have this treasure. So remember, in Ephesians 3.20, it says, he walks according to the power that is within us. And then in 2 Corinthians, it says we have this treasure. So there is something you have received in your mortal body that is a treasure. What is this thing? In John 7, verse 37, Jesus stood up at the feast and then he began to say, he said, he, if anyone lack, if anyone test, if anyone desires, let him come. Oh, let's read it, let's read it, let's read it, let's read it. Now I'm trying to run because of time. John 7, Verse 37. Okay, it says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man test, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Verse 30. Oh, verse 39. He said, But this spake he of the Spirit. So, the living water Jesus was talking about was his spirit. Meaning, he said, come, if you taste, come and drink. He says, then out of you will flow my spirit. So, when you are looking for who will lay hands on you, the person you are running to have the same capacity. He spoke of the spirit. Which day that believe on him should receive? For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So he was telling them, as, as I go, my spirit will come. And when my spirit come, you become a distributor of the spirit. If a distributor is looking for a product, there's a problem. Hello? No, 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 come on now. For instance, you say, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the greatest distributor of cement, right? I own the cement factory in Nigeria. And then you want to build two-bedroom flat. You're looking for smith. There's a problem. That's how it is. When you that have the spirit of God, you are looking for somebody that has spirit. Which other spirit are you looking for? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you say, how? This spirit has entered me. Yes, in Romans 8, 11, Scripture says, if the spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you, so you have received the spirit. Your mortal body has been energized. 
You've been charged up for what? For good works. You've been charged up to do things. How do I know? In Acts 1, verse 8, it says, it says, and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall become witness. You know, I was reading that earlier of this morning, and you shall become witness. And I said, what's a witness? So I went to the dictionary. I said, okay, I need to find out what a witness is. Witness is someone that testifies of an event. So let me take you back to that Acts 3, verse 4. Now, Paul or Peter and John were standing as witness, right? So what were they supposed to, how are they going to testify of Jesus when they told the man, such as I have, give unto thee, stand up and walk. They had testified that Jesus truly died and resurrected. They were testifying of the power. So the reason why God is giving you miracles is so that your, the miracle in your life becomes an evidence of the gospel. Are you hearing me? The breakthrough you are looking for in your job, the reason why God will give you ideas for business is so that your idea becomes an evidence of the gospel. So if you are suffering, you are not testifying. To be a witness is not when you come to church and say, praise the Lord, hallelujah, I want to testify, I slept yesterday, I had a headache, I woke up this morning, there's no more headache, come on somebody, jump up, run up and down, and shout hallelujah, my dear, that's not about it. When you write an exam and you come out as the best, you're a witness. Ah... When, when, they say, when they say, leave this particular job, they sack you. And then you go back home and God, God, God has given you ideas. And then you start to execute your idea. And you come up with something that nobody has ever thought about. You are a witness. You are giving testimony. You are actually giving evidence that what God has said is true. You are proving that the Holy Ghost is real. The Spirit of God in you is to make your life a testimony. Not to make you to be running up and down looking for help. Listen. The engine of a car can be great. But if the driver is terrible. <laughs> There's a problem. I remember one day I went, I went to Surulerio, Pastor Fidelis. Went to fix one of his cars. And then, because we're going to pick another car, I didn't drive, so I went with him. And when we're coming back, he gave me his Honda. I didn't even know that the Honda was a six-block car. But immediately I started the car, as I, as I throttled, I had the engine I knew. And I told him, I said, man, I like this car. And we're coming. And then one big car was trying to form. And I said, this guy thinks he's by size. When I'm driving six-block. I said, okay, I'm going to show you that this is Lagos. And when I carry a six-block car, I know what it means. Now, there's some people that will still drive that kind of car. And Keke Marua. Listen. Every time you fail to live up to the standard that the Holy Spirit can help you live up to, you drive your car like a guy that is driving a six-plug Honda, but Keke Marua is driving past him. Did you hear me? So the engine may be good, but if the driver is afraid to move, the car 
we always underperform. So the reason why it seems like your life is not showing forth evidence is because you have chosen to not move. Do you know Peter could have told the man, sorry, there's no money with me today. God bless you. And walked away. But he knew he had something inside of him. Hallelujah. Now, understand this. If you read Mark 6, 5, Bible is talking concerning Jesus. He says, and in this town could Jesus not perform many miracles. Why? He said, because of the people's unbelief. Now, when I read that, God asked me a question. He said, if the people did not believe Jesus and he could not perform many miracles, how much can you do when you do not believe you can? Can you think about it? I'll say it again so that, you, so that you, can, you, can, you can ask yourself this question. If Jesus could not perform many much miracles because the people did not believe in Jesus, how much of God can you express when you do not believe that you can? If you think for every problem you need somebody to pray for you, you limit the expression of God in your life. God did not put his spirit in you so that you can be looking for who will help you pray. God put his spirit in you because he wants to express himself through you and out of you. He wants to use you as the vessel. Listen, scripture says for the annex expectations of the creatures is waiting for you to manifest. If there is nothing inside of you to show for the creatures will not wait. Ooh. Hello? Hello? Let's bring this to a close. There's no time. <laughs> uh, now, understand this. That without Jesus, if you don't have Jesus, you're like a cow without an engine. Because if you've not received salvation, there is no story about the Holy Spirit. All those other story, it stays by moonlight. I don't know if they should show that thing again on NTA. Back then when I was growing up, we used to have taste by moonlight every evening. You know when the, when the TV we start by five, after doing that, if you do not have Jesus, you are like a beautiful car without an engine. You are like a beautiful car without an engine. But listen, I am never without Jesus. You are never without the Holy Spirit. You say, how do I know? He said it in his word, in Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20, that he will be with us. He will never leave us. He told Joshua too, in Joshua 1, 5, I will be with you always. Listen, God is committed to being with you, meaning that you always have the ability and the capacity to perform. I want to leave it here. The ability and the capacity to do extraordinary things is in you. I want us to say that thing to ourselves. I didn't even write it here. I just tell yourself. Say the ability the capacity to do extraordinary things is in me.
It is not in pastor. It's not in Reverend Ama Ravia, Father Me. I've added to his name. I'm the only one that have the power. He's my friend. So I can add any name I want to add to his name. It's in you. If your pastor can heal the sick, you can. Listen, let me say this quickly. The ability of God in you is not just for spiritual things. He did not give you his spirit so that you can pray from morning to night. He gave you his spirit also so that you can make a change in your generation. You can make a change in politics. You can make a change in business. Such as I have, give ID. Now hear me. In politics as a Christian, when you give what you have, you have good governance. Hello? In your chosen career, he expects you to give from the abundance of what is in your spirit. So why are you going up and down shouting, God do not shame us? Know this today. God is looking at you and saying, Ebenezer will not shame me. Say, ah, God do not shame us. Lie, lie. Everybody's putting it up. What happens to I will not shame God? Because every time you underperform, you shame God. Have you noticed? That every time you cry at things you're supposed to command, you shame God. You act below what you can do. So you bring shame. And then you are there shouting, oh, where's the God of Elijah? God is asking, where's the Elijah today? Oh, where's the God of Peter? If God could do it for Peter that to an extent, when Peter is walking, his shadows will cause healing. God is saying, who is the Peter of 2020? Why is God looking at you and expecting things from you? It's because he has given you what it takes to produce those results. Can you bow your heads? And take a look at your life. And then begin to ask yourself, if I have the Holy Spirit, why am I struggling? You know, someone called me, or I chatted with someone earlier of this morning, I don't want to call anybody's name. This person had a tax in the office that has been difficult. And all of a sudden, God told her exactly how to handle, it's an accounting tax, told her where to start from and how to end it. And then she woke up that middle of the night and the same report that had been giving her issues, she began to handle it seamlessly. Report that took her weeks and she has not been able to do. She finished and submitted today. Why? Because the spirit of God inside of her began to teach her how to handle accounting reports. Come on now, that's the Holy Ghost. That's the same Holy Ghost you carry. So you are going to the court as a lawyer. He tells you how. The direction to present the case. That the other lawyer will be dumbfounded even if he's a son and you are not. Oh, Jesus. You're in the hospital. They bring somebody in as a doctor. The case looks confusing because you have the Holy Spirit. He expresses himself through you because you have the capacity. Just bow your heads and begin to talk to God. Think of that thing that has been difficult and begin to tap into the capacity of the Holy Spirit. Begin to tap into the capacity of the Holy Spirit that you carry inside of you and begin to see yourself cause a change. Begin to see solutions. Begin to see solutions. Because if you see it, it will happen. 
He said to him, he said, for as far as your eyes can see, I will give to you. If you can conceive it, it is possible for it to happen. For such as I have, I give out. Lord, we thank you tonight. Oh, we lean on you. And we begin to produce results. We are changing our world. No more running from one pastor to another pastor. No more seeking for who we pray for us. No more trying to look for who we tell us to wake up at midnight so that we can pray because they think that's the only time that you will answer. No, 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 no. That error has ended. We tap into the richness of your power that is within us. We tap into the richness of your ability inside of us. And we begin to produce results by you. We begin to produce results by you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church will shout a living amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the CGMI Living Springs Gospel Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at CGMI underscore L Springs.